Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Ah! On this week's episode, we're going to take a look at social media. What is the buzz going around? The teacher lifestyle, the distance learning, how kids are coping at home. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to episode 52 of the Nailed It Wall. I'm Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Mrs. Schofield. Well, partner, we have survived three weeks of distance learning. We're still here. We're still smiling. We're having a good time. As we start every episode, how do you nail it this week? Yeah, you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking, man, I didn't really, you know, think that through. So let me try and think what I, what I would want to say about that. I will say... Uh, I caught up on our podcast this week. Both, you know, we've been a little bit delayed on that, so that felt pretty good. But does it constitute a nailed it? Not really, but, you know, we're a little busy. I feel that the the Ridge kids, um, thanks to Deb Moore, she's wanting to do this bridge to Ridge and, uh, you know, kind of make Love connections. It. She I talked know. about it earlier this yeah. summer, and now it's actually happening. It is. And a lot of that is Catchy her. Too. Marketing. Is, there must be a marketing guru behind yeah. this. She, you know, she's kind of spearheading it, but then also her kids are taking ownership and, and putting stuff together. And it was really, really cool on Friday. I'm super excited to see where this goes. And it will be every other Friday, and they're going to kind of lead these, um, I guess, mini lessons or something with the kids it was more of a getting to know you this week, but it was really neat because there was a handful of uh, kids from Ridge that ranged from seniors down to freshmen. We had three of our, our Vipers. They said former Vipers, which there's no such thing because, you know, once a Viper, always a Viper. But we had Isabella Perry, one of our announcements crew, and Tegan Bernard, who is this amazing kiddo, Monsi. And I think those were the only ones that were our kiddos from previous years but it was really cool they just got in there they took ownership two they were former moxie girls as well that's right two former moxie girls and i loved the fact that they want to spend their time like this and i think it was really interesting for them because it's different being coming and being in a leadership role via zoom and you have to be thinking on your feet and kind of have a lot of energy to like bring in the kids and especially kids when you don't know them. But one of my favorite parts about the presentation was they did their thing, but then each one of them individually said to the kids that their goal is for the kids to feel comfortable and they want them to learn something, but they want them to know that the, that they want to be their friend, like that they genuinely want to be their friend. And so they basically said, you know, if you ever need someone to talk to, you know, we're here. And it was very genuine. And I just think that's really cool for these kids to be making these connections in eighth grade with these older, um, not classmates, whatever you would say, but, um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. So, you know, all I did was say yes. And so that, but it's going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm pumped. And these are all DECA students, correct? No. So I thought they were DECA, but some of them, I think most of them are in DECA, but they're all in the marketing class. Okay. So that's the common um, thing. And this is part of their marketing uh, project. There's like something that they're putting together and they have a whole agenda and they've brainstormed and then they took advice from me and um, kind of modified on the fly because, you know, that's teaching right there. And I'm so proud of them. And Deb checked in, you know, over the weekend was like, how did it go? But she, you know, she didn't go to it. She just let them do their thing. It was like the spaghetti dinner reference thing all over again. And she just knew that they would be fine. They were fine. And it was awesome to have them. So I'm super excited about that. 
I think the biggest thing is you kind of step back and kind of let them work it out, talk about some of the kinks uh, in their, their first little game here. Well, first of all, they're – you know, and I remember this a lot more in my first year of teaching where something is very clear to me and I think, oh, this is going to make so much sense. And then you roll it out and then you it's like off the rails. And they did this never have I ever game. But when you say never have I ever, that's implying that they have not done that. And so there would be things that they would say. And then they would want the kids to put their thumbs up or whatever if they had done it. So there was some confusion about that. And not only that, but, you know, in the Zoom world, it, one of the biggest things to, for teaching eighth grade is kids talking. Like that's something teachers have to constantly kind of, you know, set expectations, keep coming around. And I like conversations, but there's usually a lot of little side conversations with eighth graders. So it's just a constant challenge that you have not in zoom meetings it's like crickets so it's a totally different vibe so you have to be super creative with how you engage kids to jump in because they're all muted and so it doesn't have that natural uh organic you know thing where kids might jump in so they kind of would ask a question and the kids would all be staring at the screen and so you know of course then i just was like we're just going to call on people and uh, the kids are getting really used to the fact that i'm just going to call on them and they're getting desensitized to that but that was really interesting because i think they all thought like kids are going to jump in and they don't and they won't most likely no matter what class it was and it's not because they're not engaged it's just a different environment so you have to pivot and modify and then you know go in a different direction so I love it I love it and so much of like what you do with zoom is engaging these kids and these kids are in eighth grade and when it's their birthday you go in the cafeteria and you have the entire cafeteria sing to this kid now are you doing are you continuing this trend as well <laughs> yes first of all what I typically do at the beginning of the year is I go in to well the kids fill out a, a, a survey and at the beginning of the year they fill out the survey and one of the things i ask them to put is their birthday and most kids almost all of eighth grade does it but there'll be, usually be a couple kids that just think if i don't put it down mrs Schofield's not going to celebrate me they're so wrong i just go in and i find that but this year i have to find all of the birthdays because you know i didn't do the typical things um with the survey at the beginning of the year. So I've been relying on power schools to give me the little birthday candle uh, icon when I do attendance. And so far, I think I've done pretty well with birthdays and we just sing in a Zoom. So it's usually me and one other brave kid that will sing, uh, but I'll tell you what, memorable. It's definitely memorable because it's a, it's a very interesting vibe in there. But yes, because I don't care. Like you have to be celebrated. People just need to be celebrated. You love birthdays. I love birthdays. I love them. And I just, especially for eighth graders, especially right now, kids are under the radar. They don't see people, you know, birthdays just aren't the same, right? We know because we've, you know, how many birthday drive-bys did you do, you know, since COVID started? So many. So many. And, you know, I had a, a birthday during COVID. Like, it's just a different vibe. And so you have to find the ways to make these kids feel special, celebrated, seen, and valued. And even though it's, it's like not amazing for them, sometimes they get embarrassed. They also love it. So I just, we just go with it. I love it. I love it. You're, you're, you're 
building this culture. You're keeping everything going. You haven't changed at all. I mean, the I sketch note and the interactive notebooks, singing on Zoom, getting people <laughs> into it, making their birthdays memorable. I think that is so awesome. I miss the megaphone, though, because Brady Plessity, you know, that's he would lead the birthdays in the cafeteria. He was like your birthday DJ. He was my birthday DJ. And without Plessity on the megaphone, it has a different vibe. I think the kids wouldn't love me on a megaphone in Zoom, but I might have to try it one day just to see. I'm sure Ella would love that. <laughs> Well, you're in your classroom, so yeah. that she wouldn't experience that. Yeah. Well, my nailed it is it's been so fun. I've been doing Mythbusters with the Littles, building boats with my fifth and sixth graders, and it's been so fun kind of seeing those videos trickle in and the kids actually doing videos, sinking their boats, being shocked by how many pennies they could get on their boats, and I just really love that. And we're on Zoom so much, and then all these assignments had to be video assignments. Some of these kids are sending me three-minute videos, and so I just I mean, you just went through all these first grade flip grid oh videos that I just did with all these kids adorable and so I told the first graders because I've never met these first graders I'm like I need to get to know you I need to know what makes you you what's interesting and some of these videos are just so adorable oh like they were putting glasses on them so I'm like I'm like I oh, want a cool video we're, we're, we're going into video editing first week and uh, it just it just warmed my heart watching all these videos They're to so start cute. my day and some of them had glasses on. Some of them were telling me what STEM is. So it was just so cool to see what you can do with Flipgrid there. And then the kids are going through trying to bust this myth. Can you fold a piece of paper more than seven times? They're building a boat out of paper. Um, one student, like, didn't have any pennies for a coin shortage here. <laughs> like, you know, you know, it's a, it's a hard knock life right now. Oh and he was doing the ratio of, like, weights of a, a quarter to a penny and, like, <laughs> breaking this all down and just like so higher level but it's just like so fun to see so many videos of kids thinking and creating uh in their own home which you know would be in our own classroom in our own space and you know just like warmed my heart but then I, I think my highlight was like an email I got from this student this is Mrs. Roscoe's son uh, I just like it just made me so happy I read it to you yesterday it says I failed on making the paper boat so I kept trying and he put the hashtag fail forward and that's like my hashtag, I don't know, somewhere in my classroom or I talk about it somewhere a lot. Yeah. I'm always like, fail forward. That's what we do. And, you know, it's just been my whole MO as a teacher in this classroom, the makerspace and encouraging those kids and celebrating failure. And like all those videos, just the fact that he sent that email and just like was just so upbeat and positive about it and just put the hashtag fail forward it just warmed my heart i'm like this is what i need to say this is gonna inspire me to do our next project and and have so much fun in this ways and and like i told you i'm like i'm like i don't know i don't know what's next and you're like you're gonna figure it out and it's gonna be awesome and i'm like you're right it is i'm pumped up for it and so just you know, like, you know, you're in a Zoom, you're brought in there, but when they're doing and, and they're making, like you showed me a Rube Goldberg uh, video by one of your students. It was oh just like gosh. so cool, like to see all those transitions. Like you're in their space and they're creating. And, like that's what you want, like when they're in your space. And, it, you know, just some of those things are just it's just so exciting. And as, as an educator via Zoom, you're like, we got this, you know, we're doing this. And, yep. you know, it's just so much fun and, and seeing that. And, but... But then on the flip side of that, you're getting so many emails being like, the video won't save. You know, sometimes you just got to wait a second, you know, and, you know, you're taking them at their word that they did this, they built it. But it's also that frustrating side of, 
you know, a quick video. I'm like, just be patient. Just wait. Don't close it out. It will show up there. And teaching all those little things of, yeah. you know, submitting a video and kind of losing that. But overall, just an amazing week. Just so fun getting back to, like, the things we love. And, you know, you're doing a Rube Goldberg with your STEM kiddos. Uh, but then the fun part was – uh, my seventh and eighth graders are working on building apps and so cool. there's a lesson in there where they have to build a tinfoil boat and get pennies on there. But I didn't give them any videos. I didn't give them any instructions. I just gave them the, uh, the paper handout. I'm like, I want you to build the boat this way. And for those 15 minutes, like it was not me teaching. It was just them kind of going at it. And I'm like, Oh, we got a boat over here. I'm like, come on, gentlemen. We have four ladies that have built the boat. Then all of a sudden it was like, boom, 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 boom. Uh, got the boat there. And I'm like, I'm like, you're hired. You're hired. You're so I was like, I, I basically told them, I'm like, you got 15 minutes to nail this job application. Uh, and then you're going to be hired as a lead engineer at Apple. Otherwise, good luck to your startup out there in the, in the cold world of Silicon Valley. And, uh, oh, I love that. It was, it was just so fun to, you know, because it's hard. It's like I'm throwing so much stuff at those kids, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, and and here's where we put our code. Here's how you flip this text code. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, all right, I'll see you guys tomorrow. And I'm like, complete this lesson, this lesson. So it's hard to slow down and be like, man, I just threw a lot at you guys in 15 minutes, and they're just like, they're like, what is going on? So it's hard to find that balance. And like you even said, in like your time when you're taking attendance like you're on that and doing this so i mean so much good so much good there is so much good but i think that that's the hard thing and you know we we were so inspired by that most likely to succeed right both of us took so much away from that and early on in twitter when covid you know started shutting everything down there was so much talk about how this is the time to change how education is you know it's our ch it's our chance to shake things up and do things different and i'm pretty interactive i mean your class is completely interactive it, it's you're, you're able to do that you know it's it's the nature of your stem class but for mine i really have to battle against teaching at them and I want them to have all these self-discoveries but I'm I'm trying to find ways of number one I have 25 minutes with them which is really really short uh, however I don't want you know the high school situation is tough because that's two hours and two hours of a lot of times the kids processing stuff from the teacher and I get where they're coming from they have a limited time and then outside of class and responsible for more work and so finding that balance but being effective like how do you bring those things to life so in your zoom you're having them like a community all doing something together and so i need to find a way to do that more and more in my science class um, but everybody has different resources and access to things and and so and there's a lot i mean internet stuff i mean how much do you deal with with internet stuff with laggy or kids having trouble they couldn't get on um because you know or they get booted out and you know it's so frustrating Password. passwords and all of it and you realize it's not just it doesn't just look one way. It's all these different experiences from different kids. You have a, a house full of kids all using the same Wi-Fi. That's really tough. And different speeds. And um, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and she was saying that her provider, and I want to say it's, I don't know, whatever, CenturyLink maybe, um, 
there that only goes up to a certain speed and so she said you know her her kid has trouble a lot of times he gets booted off or you know there's things where he'll go to submit and it crashes and so you forget that there's all these challenges that we're not even thinking about and you know I think that that's the biggest those are the biggest things for us as educators is like you know kind of being responsive to that and try and figure out a way that you can still do our big picture that we're trying to do and I think that's the hard thing as well when you talk about kids sending us emails be like <clears throat> I couldn't get on because yeah. of my wi-fi and they're trying to do everything there and you know that breaks your heart as well when a parent sends you an email like they're so excited for stem and they couldn't get in they're so bummed and another parent's like I'm trying to get both the girls in and we're trying you know and those are technical things that we can't fix on that side and me and you are just trying to troubleshoot of playing videos via zoom and mm -hmm. You know how frustrating it is for us to watch a laggy video that's a second behind and we came up with a theory today of putting it on our on our canvas shell and then you know be like three two one hit play here yeah and trying to work out all these kinks and then parents are like can you take the password off and so those are those are the hard things but like you see these so parents much. and kids you know they're investing their time they they want to be there and yeah. you know we're trying to do all those things to to write that ship in a sense to make sure everything is as smooth as possible. Well, and then you talked about my Rube Goldberg thing, and I put a lot of effort into that that class. So for me, I teach my core subject, you know, my science, my four uh, classes of science, but then in addition, I have an exploratory class, and that's my STEM class. And you know how much, you know, we love that class, you know, but it's so much of it is hands-on. So having to adjust it, and I gave them an interest form, and a lot of kids said they wanted to do Rube Goldberg, which is why I ended up doing that. And they, I made this whole thing and put in all these cool videos. You gave me some great suggestions and then gave them some pretty appropriate leveled uh, challenges. And I couldn't understand why kids weren't turning them in. And I just thought, you know, like, kids asked for this. Like, I know that they'd be good at it, and it's fun. And then Thursday, I finally started getting things from kids saying, I've been trying all week, but that it's not like part of it is published. Like the name is published, but nothing is there. Like, when are you assigning that? I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I guess in Canvas, there's like these two different places and this different way that you publish things. So I'm like, there's so much I don't know about Canvas and so much I don't know about, you know, I was telling you our, our friend MJ was having trouble with her Zoom account and she's a speech path um, and she's having this technical issue where totes a breathing yeah totes a breathing and she's having this problem where she sends out a link and when the kids click on it it says the meeting's already been ended so it's all of these things like peep i think at this point the vibe is we all are trying so hard to embrace technology we're all trying to embrace what's been given to us and it's really really tough when you have glitches on canvas when you have glitches on zoom and all of these things with like sharing documents that's been like the big of my existence this past week and you know and then the even the grade book sinking like what well, was last week and I think I finally I was still working on trying to push out having those link up but we're learning a ton we're learning a ton there are still there's still kinks though and it is tough it's it's really tough to fail so publicly with your kids because you know 
I'm having sim not the same problem over and over, but like a different version. And so I, I really, I'm looking forward to when it's all kind of like smoother sailing. And then, you know, then something else will pop up and that's fine. But it's just, I think that's what the vibe is. Like, don't you kind of feel like that that's what it is with teachers? It's, it's we, we're good. We, we accept now that we're on Canvas. We accept that we're going to do these things. It's just, you know, it would be great if there was just, you know everything would just kind of fall into place with that but you know it makes us stronger and when i think about that you talked about sharing documents and pushing things out you're like i could have sworn i did it this way but i'm only getting this one class back and now i have to make a video to kind of go back and i think that's a hard thing too it's just we're just always tied to our computer and you're like oh i'm getting messages i gotta send this out Mm -hmm. and i gotta make a video they have to watch this video how to do this and, you know, I'm like, you know, you saw me yesterday. I was just going back and forth. being like, all right, I need you to share this with me. You got to turn this into a GIF. Like, once I do that, I'll update your grade. And the kids are trying. They're, they're, they are. they're working so hard. And, no complaints um, from them. You know, I had one student create a GIF. I'm like, how long did it take you to do this? He's like, five hours. I'm like, this is, I mean, it's amazing. It's, they're you putting know, that time in. Yeah. And, and they don't even like, have to, but know, they want to. Yeah. And that's the thing. It just blew me away. And. You know, you're trying to find that balance of not overwhelming them. And some students take it to a whole new level and they want to push themselves and they want to really understand this and create these things, which is the absolute best. And that's what you love. And uh, it just kind of it blows you away, like what these kids are willing to do in terms of those little that little extra steps well and i think it's the same thing you would see if we were in the classroom right there's going to be an assignment that you give and you're going to have the kids that are going to do what you ask and then there's going to be these kids that just you see that they just needed something like this and they just take it and it could even just be a quirky day for them right and they just decide for some reason that clicks i'm cracking up though that i kept thinking i was doing so good with these sharing the files properly and I told you I was still having trouble and I was saying yeah and I'm downloading it as a PowerPoint and sharing it and you're like they can't access this Chromebooks and so like so many things I don't I, I know I thought you were I, messing with me at first yeah. I was like no. I was like PowerPoint yeah. on a Chromebook yeah like, I was... there's so many things I don't know that I don't know until all of a sudden you know it's just it's PowerPoint. a learning thing don't I know talk to me about PowerPoint <laughs> it's diddly poo well I thought for sure that anyway so it's been you know, that part of it is a and little bit for years, I've told you. I'm like, get away from PowerPoint. I, I don't like, use it, but I had to take my Google Slides. Your first year, and you, you were big into PowerPoint. Yeah, I was. I was. And then I went away. I mean, we then we teach Google or taught Google. And so it's been interesting. But I have to say, what you're like, the YouTube tutorials that the kids made, those were awesome. And the Rube Goldberg things that are coming in. And, you know, I shout out to the Romano boys, you know, but Gavin is so creative and he was all excited. When I said I opened it up and I extended it instead of just moving on from that assignment, he was so excited to, like, see what he can come up with. And I just feel like that's the vibe that we keep hitting on is, like, they want to do stuff. And so now I have this big cell analogy project and that is so tough to roll out a big project virtually it is really tough you know i did it with the rockets but rockets is a little different but a cell analogy if you can't be in person and give a whole lesson on analogies and have kids have that conversation you know i do a lot of discussion in class and so i'm trying to shove all of that into 
a 20, essentially a 20 minute period of time. And then I send them off and then hope that they do that. I just, I don't know. I don't feel good about that. But how many days can you break that? You know, that's the whole thing is like, what's the balance? How much do you, can you sit and, you know, talk at them and kind of break it down? And at what point do you just kind of let them fly? I don't know. I'm still trying to work that out. I like the hard thing with what you're trying to do with that too is mastery mastery or i don't know i think flubbing that word no you're not i mastery, think it's good mastery i don't yeah. know of <laughs> understanding like what those organelles are so yes. it's like you know it's like still like you're teaching a difficult concept it's it's life you know it's like all these things within a cell you know it's yes. like what does a cell lead up to like what are these different levels so you're trying to take all of these different organelles and have them understand that and then now take it to a higher level yes. and compare that to something in the real world. And I loved your conversations like, what are you into? Like, what are you interested yeah. in? And how can we kind of compare that? So, and you're talking about in that time crunch and, you know, kind of letting them fly. And so that's a lot, you know, it's, it it's tough to do. It's tough to do when you have them for a 60 minute period, five days a week. But I can work with them. That's the thing is in my class, when I roll that out, I kind of just briefly touch on it you know i give them a brief thing we practice whole group like a concept we use like the school as an example and then i'm there and i go kid to kid and we brainstorm and we talk about their interests and we talk about what other kids at their table are doing so there's all this conversation but like i said you get into a zoom and the vibe in your Zooms tends to be your mics are all muted. And that is really because it is difficult. Like if I had all my kids turn on their mics, it's not that I'm worried about control or their behavior. I know that they could handle it. It's just, it's not effective. Like you can't communicate like that because, you know, it's like sometimes even when you have a, a conversation on a cell phone, sometimes there's just that little lag and you're talking over each other. And so they're missing a huge, huge component of that. And so then I was thinking I would, I brought in examples today that I might put up um, and do like a little video, but you're always hesitant because you were doing something. Oh, I think it was your, your gifts and you gave them an example, but you were saying then a lot of them are going to use that. They get tied to that and you don't want to like handcuff their imagination. And so you want to inspire, but you want to like spark, you want to ignite, you don't want to like give them a mold. And so it's like fine, but, but you also want to help them. So it's like kind of, What's the balance in a virtual setting? How do you teach the same way um, and give them that higher level where they kind of are coming to their own realizations about things, but you also don't want them to sink, you know? So I don't really know what that looks like. I'm going to figure it out, um, but I, I just, I don't know. I'm really trying to struggle with that, you know, in a good way. That's something I always struggle with. I did a Mario Brothers one, and I'm like, oh, look at all these Mario uh, Brothers recreations. Some of them are super creative, so I can't knock them there. But it's finding that fine balance of, mm -hmm. you know, what is too much and what's too little. And yeah. you don't want them to sink their own ship without, you know, that modeling on your side. You know, we love Twitter. We do. Twitter's we our do jam. Twitter. Facebook, we're not really. We're both on Facebook, but we're not on Facebook a lot and yeah. it's, it's a hard time I think since the summer started so much of like what we love to do is grow and learn and and there's been so many great PD opportunities for teachers via Twitter this summer and Facebook I assume as well but I feel so much of this summer on Twitter was the anxiety of like what is going to happen 
as we get closer to our dates. And this week, I know more and more schools mm-hmm. are starting to open country nationwide um, as we get gearing up closer to Labor Day. I know a lot of schools, even East Coast, are starting to open um, open before Labor Days, and so much of that has been pushed back. But so much of the anxiety on Twitter has just been more from a teacher side. We use it as teachers. We love to do share what we do as teachers. But so much of the anxiety is I'm, I'm not ready to go back. Uh, me and my family are taking more life insurance out, preparing yeah. for you know, the worst case scenario. How do we do this for students? And so much of Twitter is just about sharing creations and the teacher community, the PLC, and, you know, taking so much away. And I feel like it's just, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a hard place to, to read things on Twitter. Just so much anxiety and angst and this back and forth. And, you know, we talked about, like, when we first went into this, teachers should be paid a billion dollars and slowly it was a kind of shifted away from that and and now it's you know you should risk your life because of this and i feel it's 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 hard to it's hard to see this shift in terms of perceptions of teachers and uh, parents want kids to go back to school parents don't want kids to go back to school and then there was a school district in arizona i think it was like jo combs they were set to open on monday and then 120 teachers like called out and they continue to call out, you know, fear of their safety or precautions weren't being met. And then all of a sudden they had to flip flop. And, you know, so there's this back and forth of, you know, what's right, what's not right, um, outbreaks. And so, yeah, it's just it's been the social media side is just uh, it's it's taken it's taken a toll like and and so much we love to get on twitter and me and you were like i can't go on there i got i got to get off it and but then like i mean and then you talk to parents friends of ours and they're like facebook is just awful oh my gosh it's just it's, it's just a hard time for social media in terms of you know what's best for our kids moving forward well i think i think the really hard thing about it is there's so much tension there fear Fear always brings out bad things, right? And people are afraid. Teachers are afraid to go back. Parents are afraid to have their kids go back. Parents are afraid of losing jobs because their kids aren't going back. There's a ton of fear. You know, you have the fear of the actual virus. And so that definitely is a hotbed there. Flu season's on. Yeah, right on the horizon. Yeah, it's just right there. And so there's a lot of fear. But I think. I think it is the hardest thing um, that that you and I have talked about is just the amount of frustration and anger directed specifically at teachers has been tough because, you know, as we share on the pod all the time, this is an adjustment for us. Like, number one, we've never done this before. There's no real clear guidelines of how it should look we're learning on the fly as far as how to adapt there's a plan but all best laid plans you know there it's not exactly it's like how i was saying like you imagine it's going to be one way and then you get in and then you have to modify and that's just teaching already but i i don't understand how it's shifted to have us be the recipients of so much um, frustration and anger and I think it's important for for everyone to remember uh, at all levels that 
you know, teachers want to be teaching. Do they all want to be teaching in the classroom right now? Maybe not, but that can be for a lot of different reasons. You know, there's teachers that have family members that are, you know, at, at, a, comprom at a compromised risk or maybe themselves or there's just a lot of different things happening. But I know that the teachers desperately want to be teaching and, and we're doing uh, the best that we can. And um, I think that people have a really good attitude. I feel like things shifted on Twitter before, like you can see who's gone back and you see a transformation. I think a lot of them are kind of doing okay. That's the vibe I get. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, but it was at first, you know, the frustration, the fear and the anger of having to go back and like kind of being flip-flopped all over the place. Like we're hybrid we're in person now we're all online okay so that's fine then we adjust but I feel like people are kind of happy now there's the next wave of schools that are going to be opening and there's that fear for them um, but I have seen people coming out sharing a lot of resources again and trying to there's a lot of positive quotes right a lot of quotes about like your attitude and staying positive and and being flexible and all that um, I think it's just the negative thing that and that's social media, right? It's the double-edged sword with that. But, you know, how many uh, Twitter people have you seen where they'll just call out stuff? Like, when did Twitter become this attacking ground, you know? And they'll just address that. Yeah, and I think that's a sad thing, too, where, you know, like everyone loves to hashtag crazy PLC or, you know, my PLN, you know, my professional learning network. And then all of a sudden, like, once this has happened, it's just – people worried about their brand and you know getting in trouble and a lot of this teacher on teacher like crime yeah. like coming out and you know we are the teachers like we need to be modeling this and we what's your famous line for your digital citizenship oh wait no the doo-doo uh, uh, <laughs> i can't take credit where did we we saw that somewhere i think it was in our google training um but it was like that when you step in dog poop it follows you where you you know wherever you go you know and i think it's so true but there's so much stuff going on on there and it, i think it's just because it's typically the people at least that we follow on twitter we're, they're very like-minded as far as we're all educators and we all want what's best for kids. And I, I don't think that's changed. I think that now if people have different opinions about if that should be in-person or not in-person and what districts should be doing, like people will share opinions and that's not as that's not a one size fits all. And so it ignites all of these crazy moments. Like people are like, why well, stop following this person? Or I blocked, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like, you know, kumbaya, I can't wait. Get back and forth. <laughs> and, you know, me and you are just like, we love it because of the positivity. And, you know, this is what we try to bring out in the world. We're like, look what the students are doing here. Look what they created. Like positive, positive, positive. And we understand the doo doo reference. <laughs> and so many of these teachers are just, you know, you know, just shouting off at the mouth at each other, yeah. coming at each other. Um, parents are involved. Like it, it's it's a sad. It's becoming a sad kind of back and forth. And we all want normalcy. We Teachers all are, are working harder and longer hours than they ever have. And students are. And we just talk about so many great stories of students of how hard they're working at their homes and limited resources spotty wi-fi apologetic sending messages yeah. like i couldn't get in i'm so sorry so we all want normalcy we don't know when that normalcy will be i know at in deer valley's last board meeting they talked about a, a potential rollout of different grade levels coming back 
you know that might not happen till october 14th that's our date and who knows could be earlier could be later but you're kind of seeing these other things i know in the Kyrene school district nine kids they've been open a week nine kids are you know um, quarantined for covid and then you think of all this contact tracing so it's a lot it's a lot to process and even the summer it was hard for us like there was so much anxiety for me and you not knowing are we going back is it going to be a hybrid model how do you like plan? is it going to be online yeah how do yeah. you plan like what are we preparing ourselves for but the the social media side is hard and i think we're both being smart staying off facebook because that's where a lot of uh, the parent interaction is and you know we're not blaming this is just a, in general in yeah. terms of uh, the nation the nation at large well i will say specifically our school community what i have seen that has been really nice is there are parents and kids but i'm specifically talking to the parents right now that have gone out of their way to highlight and celebrate the good and more than ever right now i think that we need so much more of that because those things think about that as you know for us as educators every time we get an encouraging text or email or feedback in that way or somebody puts something positive on social media it means so much to us because you know we i mean both of us are parents of kids in deer valley schools i mean we're struggling along with everybody else you know we we can identify we definitely are not flippant about the challenges of this by any means and so you know it is so helpful when people take the time to do that just to say something like share the good like what's good there are a lot of things that are tough there's a lot of things that are tough there's not ideal for us um you're dealing with a lot of crazy i mean you're you know teaching from home and you're you know parenting from home as your kids are doing their home learning and that's all on you and it's a lot to process uh but there's still all these really positive things that are coming out of it and you're seeing you know you're you see your kids get in there and look how monitored they like they do all of these things on their own where they just get in and they know like I was watching Ryan log in the other day and he was like oh you go here 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 and then this is where I go and I was like I mean he's second grade and he's only been doing that really on his own you know since the start of this school year and that is amazing so there's so many things to celebrate and there's so much good to focus on and I hope that Twitter finds its footing again where we can get back to just saying yeah, this is not great. And there's so much unknown, but like, what can we share? What's working for you? Like for all the stuff that you're talking about, just when I watch you do your live lessons, I was telling you, listening to those little first graders. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. Um, Maybe you could, I don't know, privacy, but seeing those, then it inspired me like, oh, I could have my eighth graders do their lesson that it's, you know, it's one of my favorite lessons about Rosalind Franklin, but it's one of those ones that you, it's super impactful, but I want it to be at that level. So then something I saw in your video has kind of inspired me to do something with them in a different way. And so like, share the news report tell us what it is oh well i didn't want to spoil it so it's like like some of your kids did like a filtron flip grid and it was like breaking news is that what it was and i thought well that's what they could do that they could do it as a news report and i think that that's a good fit for some some kids it's not for all of them but i like to give options when they do their projects but you know just 
being inspired, saying, you know, okay, how can we make the best of it? Not to get through it. I don't wanna get through online learning. I actually am liking a lot of stuff about it. And I wanna like use this opportunity to teach in a totally different way. And I don't want it to be wasted. Like I want it to be fun. My eighth graders only get one eighth grade year and then they go off to high school. And and a lot of the high schoolers, you know, that, that were coming up, you know, are coming back, they were like, Eighth grade is really fun. Like this is a fun year. It's your last time to kind of have that. You're a senior at the high school, but you don't know everybody. You're not. You don't have that same like. You haven't been with those teach same teachers and all that. It's just a different vibe. So a K eight school being an eighth grader, you want that to be a really memorable year for them. And so that's my goal. Like not just get through online learning, but how can we make it super, super fun? And then when we're in person, then it'll be totally different. And, you know, we'll teach in a different way. And I don't think I'll teach the same way as I used to teach before. Number one, I can't even high five them. So, you know, I'll have to find my new way, but it will inspire me to be a better teacher going forward, period, you know. I agree. And this morning the Nelsons came by and we have not seen them in six months. We had like a, a social distance and donut party in the driveway, so which was super hot. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay, uh, Lindsay uh, is a counselor at Sandra Day O'Connor and her husband, uh, Mr. Nelson, who kind of looks like me. He's like, we call each other our brothers, you know, and he's an assistant principal in a Title I district. And he talked about the struggles of the Wi-Fi and connections and get into that one-to-one and how much is going on, but then we still try to focus on the positive. They have a fifth grader and second grader here at Sierra Verde. And, you know, just that human interactions is so nice. You know, you read all this stuff and, you know, I'm sharing a tweet with you. I'm like, oh, did you read this? Did you see this? And, you know, me, me and you kind of go back and forth there. And um, there's some amazing AZ Central reporters that are doing a great job mm-hmm. covering board districts, decisions, and, and school openings and what's going on. But that human side, we haven't seen them in six months. They brought Donutsville over this morning. Uh, the kids were excited. You know, everyone was saying, "Why well, it's hot. It's humid in Arizona. It's, it's, it's like a death sentence. It doesn't it, know it's, it's Arizona. Humid. Exactly. And she just gave so many props to the fifth grade team and Mrs. Copenhaver, hootie hoo, uh, two-time uh, guest on the Nailed It Wall about her jokes and how engaging she is via the computer and how organized you know, that fifth grade team is and what they're delivering and then the second grade lifestyle. And so it's just so fun to have that personal connection and as friends and parents and celebrate the good, you know, all the good. And, and so you can get bogged down with the pressures and and no one's discounting, you know, the safety of children or the safety of your own lives. And, you know, it's a scary thing, you know, teachers, incomes are as tight as they come and where they're shelling out now and be like i need more life insurance to protect me and my family mm-hmm. and and then you have parents coming at them and like you said like that that whole sick out in the the jo combs district i believe you know they create that divide you know it's like a teachers versus mm-hmm. uh parents kind of conundrum that you know how do we move forward then there's also this initiative that got taken off the arizona ballot to support uh, education then it came back it's it's just every day is like you, you just don't know what's next you know and it's like where, where's the win here and then but then you need that parent support to support that initiative on the ballot come november so it just it just it just doesn't end well in our school 
And I, you know, I'm sure other schools are, maybe they have it, but I can only speak to ours. We're a family, you know, it's a family here at SV and we have a community feel to it. And so we're trying to retain that um, and still grow that and make parents feel like supported, seen, valued, and like we care about how they feel. We care about the kids. We care about their social emotional. Like we are a, a united front on this and teachers are fighting that struggle alongside everybody. Like we want to be there for, for everybody. And, you know, we have, uh, I, we say it all the time, but we have amazing admin and they make us feel very supported. And so it's just trying to f- keep like, let's keep everyone in the same, you know, on the same ship. And like, we're all, we all have a common um, goal, which is, you know, we're going to make this the best of a situation that's not ideal. And, but still respect that there's a lot of components to it. Doesn't, it's not just one way, but that there's, that there's no enemies it's all you know it's all positive people are trying like look at that first grade team like they're um what was it meet the teacher like even just their video did you watch theirs it was like a brady bunch thing and just you know (coughs) bringing the fun bringing the creativity and making kids excited about school and parents you know they need to laugh like i love that Lindsay gave uh jolyn a shout out for that and that that's making an impact but you know it's all about how you approach it it's what you bring to this and um you know i just i feel like there's so many good things i'm seeing it all the time you know i'm seeing it all the time i think that's a great thing at our staff meeting where a simple email or a text message a teacher received from a parent or friend, how much that made them, you know, teachers going to need to be pushed, you know, and, and as admin, it's hard to push those teachers when you're not there uh, physically on the same campus. Mm-hmm. And so much of that good was just shared of emails that people have received and all these like funny stories and how much that has meant to our teachers to kind of push them and keep going. You know, we're going into week four. It's kind of crazy to think that we are in week four. I mean, basically we feel like it's just Groundhog Day every single day. <laughs> you know, we want to we want to get back to Twitter where, you know, where it was just such a great social medium, social media in terms of celebrating all the good things that teachers are doing, kids are doing, how we can push them, how can you grab that and bring that into your classroom. And I'm, I'm missing that creation piece. I'm missing that positivity. And so it's hard. It's hard for me to go on there and be on there for an extended amount of time. I do love the quotes, but I miss seeing the students in the classroom, mm-hmm. the students create. And that's so much of like what my Twitter is like, oh, boom, 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 video, pictures, making this, created this. And so that's hard. And, you know, it's – and then even you're talking about um, – you know, one of our favorite documentaries at the beginning. Um, most likely to most succeed. Most likely to succeed. Mm-hmm. And Drew Blank there. Thank you. Um, and yesterday, Sir Ken Robinson passed away. Yeah. Like one of the like, greatest TED Talks. And s- inspires so much of like what me and you have done over the mm-hmm. years in terms of, you know, do schools kill creativity? You know, and here we are doing cell analogies, doing the covers, building paper boats, mm-hmm. challenging these things. And, you know, so much of what pushes us forward are are thinkers like that and you know like without twitter facebook you know websites that social media side that's what inspires you and takes so much away from somebody's message or story via those uh social media outlets yeah well we didn't talk about this but as you're saying all that it makes me think that 
you know, the two of us should be committed, you know, this week and going forward to, because we were saying, typically we just, we are so good about like taking pictures and videos and share, share, share. And I was saying to you, I, you know, when I make my digital newsletter every week, I'm like, I don't even have any pictures. What am I going to keep putting up Zoom things? But there are good things happening. Like there's all kinds of good things. And I think it would be a good challenge for us to just find ways to be creative, to share stories, to share the messages, the share the things that are working. Because I am so used to, it's almost, I don't want to say I was lazy before because I mean, we would post all the time, but it's easy. You don't have to be as creative when you have a this zinger of a video or a picture or whatever. But you know, it's, it's important to still get those messages out. That's why I loved your Padlet idea about like with, you know, putting all the, the gifts on that. And, and there's ways like you are like, put your sketch notes up, which I have to tell you, I did not do, but I'm going to because teachers need to start seeing things that are working with things that they might be able to modify and use. And I think we're just trying to get through. And even when something is really successful, um, if, we don't always realize that it still can work as a as something that we can share. We just have to be a creative in how we do it. Um, and so really trying to shift that and make that a priority again because we can't change all of Twitter feed, right? But we can add our part and then maybe it will inspire other people to do that because I do miss it. I miss – but you like – you got something from um, – it was like John Meehan the um, adrenaline rush thing and like that was something he had shared and he is great about continuing to share stuff and um, he's like take it take it and run with it yeah those are the things that you need and he he created this awesome like netflix Mm -hmm. and i was like i was like i want to know what is your netflix like go to and it was just like so cool like what the kids kind of came up with i'm like all right what's your main show tell me why and then what are your follow-up shows i loved that and and he's a cool guy because when you give him pot like he always will have a conversation with you on twitter about that and he's really excited when he's adrenaline rush check him out he really you should definitely follow him and get his book he is just just sharing he is such a a sharing machine positivity and i've used some of the stuff and now you have as well and it's spectacular i mean it's really really great and so i i want us to be even more like that i mean yes our podcast is you know that's something we're really good about you know sharing ideas and stuff but i have been pretty i don't want to say complacent but i've allowed myself to be off the hook in that department but i feel like if i want other people to share then i need to be better about doing that myself so well said partner well said i I love that and i can't wait and i know you're gonna do a great job sharing your cell analogies that these kids are gonna come up so it'd be so cool to get that on twitter Mm -hmm. and share those and you know but it's also hard too it's like you gotta step away from the computer sometimes too and so much of what we could do would be like pictures on the iPad and tweet it out. Mm-hmm. And now it's like you got to save it to your desktop yeah. and then upload it and, and go from there. So, but then you also have to find that balance of being able to step away and get off your computer. And, and so much of today is going to be consumed of watching videos. And, and then tomorrow it's back in the grind. It's leading Zooms. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's a it's a it's a grind and you it know is. and and when you when you get that break to kind of like finally sit down take a deep breath and you go on your facebook you go on twitter you receive texts uh from friends and parents it's hard to i don't know 
I don't know, take all that negativity and, and, and still focus on all, all the good that's out there. There's so much good. There's so much good. And, you know, I think it's just that we have to be super intentional at this point to choose that, to choose to focus on that and to be part of that movement of just staying positive. And then, you know, uh, we've talked before, you know, teachers, each one of us is going to go through those little dips. And so to just continue to pick people up and inspire and, you know, <laughs> they're going to need to be picked up again. And then sometimes it's your turn. Um, and so kind of just being that community through this, because this is crazy times. Like this is might be the nutty. understatement of the century. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, and it's, it's been so long. Like it's been so, so long, so, so long, so <laughs> long. And, you know, it's like, I think the craziest part is, is we don't even know, we don't see that finish line. So in those scenarios where we can't see, you know, how much longer we're going to have to be in this, we just really need to band together and just say, you know, like, we're going to get through this, but like, we really need to be a united front. Parents, teachers, kids, admin, district, everyone. Like, we need to all be there for each other and like, um, you know, try and make the best out of what we've been thrown into. Yeah. And when I think about that, you also think of, you know, the differences between school districts. I mean, there's no CDC state mandate. There's mandate. There's nothing coming from the governor that all schools are going to conform to this. Lindsay was like, I think we'll be back October 14th, if not January, you know, she's like, I don't want to go back too soon, you know, yeah. not to call you out in the theory. Hopefully she's not listening. Um, you know, so her theory was, I don't want to go back and then have to shut down again no. and, and put those kids at risk. And Mr. Nelson was talking about, you know, once we get between the CDC's three things, we plan on com- coming back to benefit our students, A, for like be able to provide meals. And then, you know, that structure uh, in a safe setting, I mean, there's just, I mean, that's a house divided. That's that's like, you know, husband and wife, you know, with different opinions, you know, working in different roles of the school. There's just so much out there. And it's so, so, so it's hard where you're seeing other states doing things, different levels, but we're going to stay positive. We're going to keep going on. But as we, as we end, we got to, I, I, I was just thinking of like, you know, those moments as as parents and friends tell the story about Ryan where he just popped up the other day about a song. Oh my Remember? God. Like are, a, are you talking about when he was searching for the, like yeah, he wanted like me to you play just, this song? He just like popped out of nowhere. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, you just got as parents, you got to remember all these like funny moments that like kind of happen. And me and you, uh, we had our staff meeting, we were working on a project and then Ryan just like pops up and he's like, play the song and we're yeah like, but i think it's because i was talking about how i play songs as my students come in and, oh, which and I love. so yeah so that's been something i've been doing and you greet the students one by I one i greet as they the come students one by which takes time but it's so worth it it is so worth it to individually say their name just like i would you know at school and then now i play they're music they're walking in the door and it's been they're the, walking in your zoom door yeah they're walking in my zoom door and i have a song playing each time and they know that now and so that's been a really good vibe and then they've been requesting songs and then it's opened up good conversation about like what a clean version is and how it can still be super inappropriate for school uh so it's been good building culture yeah, we're building build, culture we're building culture i've learned a lot of new songs never change but, my friend <laughs> yeah so anyhow 
so we were talking about music and Ryan said, play, play my song as if like, I'm like his, his go-to DJ. And I, and I was know. flustered. I yeah. just like shouted something yeah, out. You and did. He's like, it was like a Bruno Mars song or something he's like, like no. that. <laughs> he was indignant with you. And then it was like, play, play that Imagine Dragons. Because I said Imagine Dragons based on something you said. And he was like, it's that one. And so I'm playing and he's getting angrier and angrier. It's not that one. And then what did he say? He goes, like, it, it starts, starts out, out with humming and it's like a soft humming. And then, and then it builds up and then it gets intense. And then I I hit the next one and his whole face lights up. He's like, this is the one. And then you and I listen to the song starts with humming. It starts building up and it gets super intense. And he was so delighted. It was like the coolest thing. But, you know, it's just so funny. Like, first of all, you said, I don't even know he pays attention to stuff like that. Like as a kid, like how does he even know what intense feels like in a music, you know, in a song? And you were just oh, so cool. I was flustered. I you was were flustered. so flustered, and you just threw me under the bus. You're like, yeah, find a song, Christy. <laughs> he was so angry, and he's so adamant about this like one song, one song, and then he like dances to it, but he wouldn't do his dance. But oh, you know, so you want to you want to find those positive moments that you know you're never going to get back through this experience, yeah. and and celebrate those moments and grow and. You know, it's, uh, you know, you you want to be able to laugh at yourself and laugh with your friends and your family and, you know, pick people up. But it's uh, stay off the social media, I guess, you know. Or it's like, be part of the positive. Yeah. It's, it's okay to be on it, but be part of the, I think this is the thing, and it's the same thing we would teach our kids. And, you know, I'm big on digital citizenship, and so are you um, at the beginning what's of your the term year. for esports? I always forget it. Uh, responsible Responsible gaming. gaming. <laughs> And I would say the same applies. And I think it's just that right now, because people are tense and because there's a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty and and stress, I think really just thinking before you post something, is it really necessary? It may be how you feel, but is it necessary because... As you always say, you never know what people are going through behind this, you know, behind the scenes, and we just need more kindness and more, uh, more patience for each other. And I think that if we do that, it's going to help everybody cross this finish line in a much healthier, happier, you know, state of mind. And that's the goal. That's the goal. And um, so I think it's okay to have people that you vent to, but just understand that there's people on the other side of that that are receiving some of these messages and it hurts and um i just don't know if it's necessary and it adds fuel to the fire it adds fuel to the fire and you know so maybe if we all just have the common mentality that we're going to be part of the the positive and the part of the solution and we're just going to choose that to be our mentality then it kind of shifts it shifts the course of how things are going and then just think like if everybody's really on the same team i think we could really make it an amazing year hashtag truth as we always say people if you can be anything in the world be kind now if you loved hearing stories about mrs schofield playing songs as her kids come into her classroom creating that classroom culture via zoom Hearing the story about Ryan, want to hear his favorite Imagine Dragon song. It starts out humming, and then it gets intense. Our views on social media, hit the subscribe button. Every Tuesday, the latest episode, The Nailed It Wall, will be downloaded to your phone. If you just listen to this episode, 
We don't hate social media. We love social <laughs> we media. Love we just want to bring back the positive vibes. So if you're on Twitter and you want some positive feed, make sure you follow me at Mr. Lane the STEM Guy. And me at a positive proton.